Hi, how do you do? You're listening to the All Youth Podcast, the show where I have the pleasure of talking to up-and-coming creatives, from musicians to journalists and everything in between. I'm your host, Luther, a cinematographer and film student from Derbyshire, currently studying in Norwich. You can find me on Instagram at LutherMEB. You can follow along with sneak peeks of the show as well as upcoming guests on Instagram at All Youth Podcast. So excited to announce that my guest today is Mr. Brad Stank. He's a Liverpool-based musician with over 22 million streams on Spotify and 200,000 monthly listeners. Bit of a chill one today, so kick back, relax, and enjoy the episode. I like the I'm here with Mr. Brad Stank. It's such a pleasure to like actually sit down with you. You were saying before we even started, you were working on working on a little something something on the mm-hmm. computer with some music. How's how's your day been, man? It's been nice so far. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me as well. Um, oh no, it's good to good to have you on. Yeah, always chill. I've been doing some reading, playing some music. Drinking too much coffee, as always. As always. Um, yeah, smoking some ciggies out the window and stuff. Nice little day. Yeah, nice. a very nice little day. It's as nice a day can get in lockdown, I think, so. Yeah, I mean, that's... This I don't. This this will probably be, fingers crossed, released in a better time. But, you know, I'm not, mm. I'm not exactly hopeful, to be honest. Yeah, me neither, but fingers crossed, man. What are you Let's reading? Um, oh, man, I've got... I'm such a bad reader. I ha- always have like a few books on the go, but yeah, same. Um, I've been reading this Raymond Chandler book today called The Long Goodbye. It's like an old, he's like an old like fifties detective novel kind of guy. Wow. Um, I've read a couple of his books before, but he's just like a nice, like they're kind of exciting to read, you know, like a little murder mystery thing. Ah, like a Sherlock Holmes um, Columbo style. Yeah, yeah, but like fifties LA noir sort of vibe. Oh, uh, awesome. Yeah, it's cool. It's like, it's kind of like a light read, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah. No, I, been, re- I relate to being a bad reader as well. Like, mm. you know, having having loads of books on one go. I found that yeah. audiobooks are quite good. I've been enjoying audiobooks recently. Yeah, I've never tried that, you know, but um, I feel like I'd only get more distracted with an audiobook. Yeah, I feel like, like, like I kind of like, Yeah, like I kind of have to sit there and really focus on the book, but. Yeah, I get that. Um, I, although yeah, it's I'd, it's blessing and a curse though, because you know you can do like you do your washing up, you do your laundry to an audio yeah, book. Yeah. Whereas like a book, I feel like it takes one hundred percent of attention, even though it yeah. doesn't always require one hundred percent of attention. I find myself like imagining the book in my head. No, I, I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like a little podcast sometimes, but little podcast. Um, I what really are those? I've, I've not really come across. What's a podcast though? Come on. <laughs> I, you had me for like half a second. And I was I'm like, playing. Oh, we're doing a podcast right this, now. This is a podcast. <laughs> for people that don't know you, um, who the hell is Brad Stank? What the fuck is a Brad Stank? Oh, I don't know, man. He's, he's a smelly guy. <laughs> Stanky. <laughs> yeah. No, um, well, it's just me. I suppose it's like my little, my little alter ego. Mm. Um. I wish it was my last name. Sometimes people ask me if it's my real last name. It's a good last name. It would be a great last name, but it's not my last name. Uh, so yeah, it's just this little guy who thinks he's can make like sexy slow jams and stuff. 
I think he can. Um, I'm going to be honest. I yeah. think he can really make sexy sleigh jumps. <laughs> he's a he's a he's a creator of moods. Mm, a vibe um, creator, if you will. Yeah, creator of vibes of special feelings. Special feelings. Uh, yeah. You know it, <laughs> baby. Special yeah. feelings. I love it. Um, you came out with you're out with a couple of albums. Um, they've done really really well. Um, sitting on Spotify very comfortably. Millions mm. of people. Loving the music. Mm. Um, Eternal Slowdown was the first release. And now mm-hmm. we have Kinky Om. That's right. So a couple of albums. Do you feel like you're like quite... Do you feel like you have a good grasp on Brad Stank as an alter ego? I think so, yeah. I think I think I know... I think we know who he is by now. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I feel like I've, I've definitely sort of... Um, went with a thing and kind of stuck to it you know Mm. um and i don't know like i feel like sometimes you can get kind of bogged down feeling sort of pressure to maybe try something new or whatever um but i don't i don't really feel the need to that much i don't know i I saw this i saw this great interview with um this guy called infinite bisu don't know if you know him i don't He's like an English uh, songwriter. Like, yeah, he plays with Conan Moccasin uh, in his band, and he's like, he, his album uh, "Period" is like really beautiful. Um, but he was saying in an interview, like, he doesn't really care if he makes the same album over and over again, as long as it sort of gets better every time. Mm. Which I kind of related to because I feel like I really like the idea of sort of trying to mix spirituality with like sort of sexy stuff um and it's kind of like an endless well um shit man endless well yeah well you there's there's so much like there's so many good like sort of spiritual books to read that like you and you can always like twist it somehow (laughs) to like sort of make it a little bit funky yeah i think so and I, i really enjoy doing that um and sort of playing with the meaning of different things and you know so a lot of the stuff has sort of double meaning to it I guess yeah Um, Yeah. and I I like playing with that really and so as long as I can make like vibey stuff and stay on that sort of energy then I guess uh, yeah I feel like I've sort of got it figured out kind of yeah it feels like it like your work's very very consistent like you're one of those artists that you listen to the song and you immediately know who did who did it you know, if you know you, then oftentimes like you'll hear a song, and even you'll hear a song would be like, "Oh, Brad Stank would slap on that," you know, with like a little guitar <laughs> yeah. lick, lick or something like that, or just like a yeah. cheeky little gentle synth, some gentle drums. Mm. Your music is very gentle. Um, I'd say that's also from knowing you, virtually not at all. But I'd say that's also mm. quite an accurate representation of like who you are as a person. Like you're a very gentle, nice guy. Yeah. Do you think that's like a, an equal most of the time? Don't piss him off. <laughs> <laughs> no, not like that. But yeah, I can get a bit rowdy sometimes, but not in like an angry way. But do you yeah. think it's in, like an accurate mirrored rec- representation of like who you are, or is is Brad Stank as a person a little bit a little bit out there, a little bit different? Um, I don't know. Not yeah, not too far removed. I don't think. Uh, mm. Definitely very sort of. Some would say too laid back, maybe. Ah. Um, you know, 
so it's definitely like there's definitely that kind of thing yeah like sort of I think throughout the day I probably am quite a gentle guy um but yeah you know like to have fun as well um it's an equal mix it's an equal mix yeah I've, I've got to say as well I was doing my I was doing my research mm. I this is a podcast but I am using finger bunny ear quotes because I'm an awful researcher I hop on Google and Google names um but I have to say we've got a, a similarity if I'm right about this did you go to Derby College back in the day I did go to Derby College yeah Derby is my nearest home city when I'm when I'm at home I'm from Derbyshire oh, really? So, I'm also from Derbyshire. Are you actually? No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, I thought I'm I from, thought you were uh, a Liverpoolian. No, I'm from I'm from Chesterfield. Oh shit! Wow. Yeah. Whereabouts are you from? I am from. How do I not give it too much away? I'm from the bottom of the Peak District. Okay. So well, probably near me then. Country country vibes. We'll have to discuss off of air. Yeah, sure, um, sure. But um. Yeah, no, that's that's crazy coincidence. Because I, I knew because my parents saw you play at, I think it's Q2 was, oh, is that wow. Derby's festival? And that, that was years ago. It was literally like four, maybe five years ago. Yeah, man, um, I, I kind of, I mean, I don't want to diss Derby really, but I don't know. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. I, well, I, I met some nice people at college and stuff. and But it's just, I, I thought it was kind of a, a bit of a boring city. <laughs> It definitely is. There's um, there's not enough going on there. That's so. I went to college in Nottingham. I went to sixth form college in Nottingham mm. just because of they they have an infinitely better art scene, despite yeah. being only a little bit higher of a population. I mean, I mean their their density is a bit better for the city centre. Yeah, so. it's it's strange, isn't it? Like, oh, well, I'm I'm nearer to Sheffield than Derby, really. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went there for college, um, and yeah, like yeah, especially for music, it seems very like not much going on you know um, yeah it's weird I, I mean hopefully the tides will change eh? like hopefully hopefully the yeah. people on the come up now who are young will do yeah. a couple of things i've seen a couple of actions going on like there's a couple great photographers coming out of, of derby at the moment mm. um there's a fantastic uh model who's a close friend of mine called luke forte um mm. who's from derby so you know my fingers fingers yeah. are crossed i've moved yeah, out I'm, of derby now for university but you know it's still emotionally tied yeah 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 like I, I don't know i met some really good musicians there and stuff and um who who were from derby and yeah i i enjoyed the time there but i i definitely wasn't i wasn't like ever thinking about going to derby uni or anything you know mm. um i kind of like was ready to leave it behind i think yeah um, no so did you do your your musical b-tech at derby uni and then didn't do a degree yeah, so I did. I did the B Tech at college. Yeah. Um, oh right, yeah. It was in the oh, I forget what it was called now. The building. Um, is it Roundhouse? No, it was. Uh, oh man, that's gonna annoy me. I can't remember. It'll come. It was like a guy's name, I think. Ah. Uh, hmm. But yeah, I forget. I forget. Um, near a big main road. That's what I remember about it. <laughs> it was near a big main road and it was in yeah. Derby. If you know, email us at allyouthpodcast.gmail.com. Yeah. This, yeah. this is the hot question of the day. Yeah. If, you, if you get it right, you get to solve Brad's conundrum that he mm-hmm. has going on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was, oh, what was it, man? Oh, that's going to annoy me. We're going to have to move on because that's going to annoy me. We'll move right on. Is it? Was it yeah. the Strut thing? Because Jedediah Strut was from Derby, wasn't he? It was no, like a millionaire. 
I feel like it was Joseph something. Oh no! Now I've recognised the Joseph. Mm. Okay, this is not entertaining for anyone who I isn't know. from like the East Midlands. I know um, you can so- tell I've like I've like sort of put it somewhere out of my brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's removed gone. it from my brain, yeah. So yeah. from there, where did you where did you move to? Were you doing music then? When did music come about? Yeah, I was doing. Um, I was well, yeah. I was I was writing music and stuff then, um, and playing with like playing drums in a band as well. Mm. Had like this little three piece, um, like basically Biffy Clyro cover band. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, with these two guys, James and Elliot. That was fun. Um, and then, yeah, basically finished there and went, had the summer off kind of thing and went straight to Liverpool. Um, so I've been in Liverpool for like nearly eight years now, um, which is a bit crazy. But uh, yeah, I love it. I can't I can't really ever see myself sort of moving away Damn. from Liverpool. I'm, well, is I'm, Liverpool maybe, is the place. Maybe one day, but you know. Um, Mars or something Jupiter yeah yeah why not or just floating in space you could just float in space yeah just float around yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, no yeah I don't know it's just I I really like it I've sort of got no reason to be anywhere else so yeah um, I've I've thought about going down to London a couple of times but it's like two hours on the train you know like it's kind of it's nicer to be in Liverpool and then maybe visit London for like music industry stuff and then yeah, yeah. get to come back to like a nice like peaceful city kind of thing. So you moved you moved over to Liverpool. Um am I right in saying that you first started pushing stuff out in SoundCloud? Yeah, yeah. So I was actually flirting in space especially was a song that I made for my third year uh songwriting course. Oh, cool. Um, and just like, I, I was putting stuff on SoundCloud, like a few bits on SoundCloud around the time anyway. Yeah. Um, so I just put it on there. Uh, and there was another song, OTD. I think OTD was first, actually. Yeah, it's um, a banger. I like OTD. Yeah, and that's like, still is just like, I just made that for my like girlfriend at the time. She was international student. So uh, when she went away for like the summer holidays and stuff. Mm. made her this cute little song um, and then just put that on SoundCloud as well and then yeah those two sort of like blew up a little bit it was kind of strange Uh, well it was actually through like this this girl on YouTube who has one of those sort of YouTube channels where she like uploads music and stuff and there's a bit of like covers no it's like it's like a sort of community thing where people where she like just uploads music that she finds I guess on SoundCloud and stuff like uh, sort of small artists and yeah. stuff um, and yeah one day I woke up and I saw that Flirting in Space had had like a mad amount of plays on SoundCloud um, and I was like where has this come from you know I was mm. really confused um, and then seeing it on this YouTube channel and yeah, it basically just went from there. It's, it was kind of like out of the blue. I wasn't really trying to um, make it like a legitimate thing at the time. Um, it was just, you know, me putting things on SoundCloud just for my own sake, really. Mm. Um, I was playing in a band called Trudy and the Romance at the time. As a drummer? Um, 
as a drummer yeah uh so that was um we were quite busy doing that so that was kind of my main uh thing at the time you know mm-hmm. and then by like i think i left trudy in like early 2019 um because by that point it was like i wanted to sort of focus on doing the brad stank thing full time mm-hmm. um so yeah it's been a bit of like a weird random journey uh, but yeah, I, it's like, a very very serendipitous journey to like get featured on a, a page on YouTube somewhere, and all of a sudden you got all of these new people looking at your music for reference yeah. as well for people listening. Like mm. flirting in space and OTD. I'm looking at your Spotify page right now. Are still that your most popular tracks? Yeah, um, yeah. Flirting in yeah. space for reference, sitting at seven and a half million mm. listens. Stupid numbers. So yeah, do you ever ra- rationalize those? Oh yeah, an OTD sitting at almost seven million. Do you ever like yeah. rationalize those and like try and imagine it? Uh, I don't know, man. It, it's still quite strange. Like when I look at it, it's very um, weird. Yeah, yeah. To say that, obviously, like because I, I like they're all like bedroom and just sort of mixed by me and then yeah. mastered by somebody when it. Like I only got it mastered after it sort of blew up a little bit. Um, and I was like, oh shit, maybe I can make some money putting it on Spotify or something, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, I guess like three years later, they're like on, like have these crazy amount of plays and stuff. Um, but yeah, I guess people just like it. It's weird. Like, <laughs> um, obviously very lucky and grateful and everything, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, and the, whoever that girl is that put me on the YouTube channel sort of like have to give insane thanks to her oh man no i'm sure i'm sure if you carried on producing music like it would at some point get to that level anyway well yeah like i spoke about this with my friends quite a lot really but you know like yeah maybe but also i think you people you need that maybe a little bit of luck sometimes to sort of like bit of a push kick it off you know yeah and i, I mean i would have been making music if it was doing you know, whether I had like 500 plays on Spotify or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess there's always the chance of like it happening. Um, mm. But yeah, it, it's it's weird. Um, but I'm, I'm glad like the songs have sort of connected with people so much. And um, I mean, it's just me like having fun in my bedroom, basically. So Yeah. And you mentioned as well, like at the beginning, all of the stuff was... It was bedroom music, so it's, you know, produced by you, you've done it all, and then mm. you send off to get it uh, mixed right at the end, or mastered yeah, right yeah. at the end. Yeah. Have you moved on from that? Like, Kinky Om, for example, Kinky mm. Om, was it, <laughs> was it, like, more of a professional type beat, or how did how did that come about, in, and was it that different to how you started? Yeah, quite, well, I mean... It was the end product was different. I I made all a lot of demos same as I made like flirting in space, OTD and stuff. Mm. Uh, and well, all of Eternal Slowdown is like in my bedroom basically. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to like sort of take it to the next level with the production and everything. Um, and my friend Sam, uh, who he plays in my band, and he produced both of the hers records if you know those oh yeah fantastic um, and we like we became quite good friends like uh after the hers stuff after hers like passed away and everything yeah um so yeah i just thought why not go to the studio and you know 
um, try and make it sound a bit nicer and stuff. Um, so yeah, that was done in, in a little studio in Manchester. Uh, the vocals were still done in my bedroom, but everything else is uh, in the studio. It's funny you mention hers as well, because I've always thought of hers as sort of an anchor point of one of your key like similarities for sound you know so mm. i think i guess that's mm. testament to that producer in, in terms of how he touches music you know and makes it makes it sound so so similar and rest in peace to hers as well such a fantastic young band it's always yeah it's always tragic to think about you know where artists would be had they not passed mm. away um mm. but i think that it's one of those things where it, it, it's like a, a they're frozen in time frozen in yeah. space and they're like their their music still resonates with so many people. You know, I was listening to them yeah. the other day. I was listening to Harvey the other day, and just mm. thinking, like, it's it's weird that when you put out art, you're immortalized. Like, even on the internet, you're that's always going to be there. Yeah, you know? it's crazy. Um, Do you ever think about that with your own music? I guess so. Yeah, I guess that's sort of where part of the uh, the pressure comes in. Yeah, because you know, like once it's on Spotify. Then it's sort of it's out there. or YouTube or you know wherever. Then it's yeah, it's there until like the internet ends or whatever. Um, so yeah, that that's definitely really weird, uh, and I'm glad that hers got to put the amount of stuff they did on Spotify and stuff, and yeah, you know, get to where they were before it happened. Um, but yeah, like we we all knew as their friends and stuff that they were gonna sort of be huge probably at some point. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of like hard to deal with at the time. Yeah, I bet. Um, the potential and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like, I'll go on their Spotify sometimes and see that they've got like, you know, they're still racking up like mad plays and stuff. So that's always like really nice to see. Yeah, it's like the monthly listens thing. Like even though they're not, they're not around. They're not making any more music. Mm. They're not. They're not doing any promo. They're yeah. not with us, but in a way, like so many people every month are still enjoying their music. Like, mm. that's always touching to see. You touched on a little bit there, like pressure behind music and that sort of thing. Mm. As an artist, how do you, how do you talk about and through, through what kind of lens do you deal with pressure to put things out or pressure to perform or uh, pressure when you're on stage and that sort of thing? Yeah, I think for me, be, like being on stage is probably the easiest part. Right. Um, Because that's just fun, you know, and I think especially like I've made a point of not really doing any of these like sort of live stream gigs because it's the same sort of thing. Like once it's, I just think a gig should be between like the band and people in a room, you know, Mm. Um, and once it's like online, then it's there for like everyone to scrutinize or like, you know, Um, and a very intimate thing. Yeah, I've played some like bad gigs, but it didn't matter because everyone's just having fun in the room. Or you know, you like make a mistake on stage or on the guitar, or your vocals are a bit off on a on a song, and it doesn't matter because everyone's just there, like enjoying it, vibing, having fun. Whereas once it's online and you're doing like a live stream gig, then like one thing going wrong just like probably looks really weird and like obvious, you know. Yeah, um, but I, I love be, I love playing on stage. I'm really missing it, um, and obviously touring and meeting people and stuff. Yeah, um, but yeah, the pressure because like the band's always really good. So I think if 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 I trust the band, then it doesn't like 
it's just fun, you know. So there's no there's no real pressure there. And also the that's that's the problem with having a good band though. If you if you cock up, it's on you. You need to get an awful awful band, sack yeah. the band, get terrible musicians, yeah. then you look amazing. No, yeah, the band carry me all, through all the gigs. I think. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. We we played some really good gigs where like we've come off stage and been like, oh, we were we were really good there. Yeah. Uh, and there's been some where you know it doesn't go as hundred percent perfect as it could do or whatever. But um, you know. The people in the room normally enjoy the shows because they like the songs. Yeah, makes um, it fun. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I love playing "Take Me to the Crib" live. Yes. Uh, my song "Take Me to the With Crib." That drum intro. Yeah, because like whenever that's always like maybe like three quarters through the set, and yeah. like we've done a f- few slow ones and stuff, and then yeah, the like drums come in and like yeah, everyone's everyone's like grooving and stuff. It's really nice. Um, love it have you got any like favourite gigs or favourite cities that you've gigged in um, always really love going to London to be fair mm. um, I'm, I'm like there's been we've played some really nice shows in Liverpool because obviously we get a lot of our friends there and stuff and yeah it's always a bit of like a hometown it's like, yeah it's like a night out as well like afterwards you know you chill with all your friends and whatever, yeah. go to the pub um, but yeah, we played a show in London. At, uh, I think it was called Redon in London. I think it was October 2019. Mm. Um, and that was re- that was probably my favourite gig we've done. Uh, just because it was nice big room, loads of people there. Um, you know, people coming and saying hi. And um, yeah, it was that was really really good one. I think. Uh, they're, they're all they're all good to be fair. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, we we really enjoy playing, so uh, kind of can't wait, you know, to get back doing it. I bet, yeah, I bet just like randomly as well. Like there was no, pretty much no forewarning. It was just immediately stopped. Yeah, well, we had to cancel a couple of couple of gigs, and last yeah. year with with the album Kinky Om coming out, yeah, that was we were supposed to have a really busy year with festivals and going to america and stuff which all got cancelled obviously yeah i was about to say the the american tour i was looking at the announcement on your instagram and i was thinking hang on a minute the weeks don't line up you know like but i I guess that's that's one of those things it's really really unfortunate so you had america lined up it was going to be what la new york yeah la new york uh chicago i think um i think dc was in there uh, San Francisco and stuff like maybe about seven or eight shows I think um, wow so yeah we would have spent like a good week or two there and uh, obviously it would have been amazing like a, a lot of my listeners are in America like if when I look on my Spotify uh, statistics or whatever oh really yeah it's like a mad high percentage of people is in America Oh, um, what, like, majority? Mm, mm. Interesting. Like, on the top 10 cities, I think maybe, like, 8 out of 10 of the cities are, are in America somewhere, yeah. That's very surprising. I wonder I wonder why that is. I mean, there's probably no point in speculating, but I wonder yeah. why that is. That's, that's really interesting. Yeah, I think it just... I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really sure, to be fair. But um, 
it's kind of nice knowing that I've got like this little fan base over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, and also people people don't resonate with where you're from. They've never watched you perform live, but they still absolutely love your music. Like that's got to say something about your music if if nothing else does. Like that that yeah. alone is fantastic that you've got fans in America that have never seen you. It's like it's like the mm. Nick Drake effect. Yeah, like he, yeah, yeah, he never did gigs and still mm. all over the world people love his music. Yeah. No, it's it's really cool actually. I just that was why it was so exciting to be going over there because we knew that there was probably gonna be like a good amount of people at the shows and everything. Yeah. Um so uh, yeah, kinda wanna like it would have been good to be able to take advantage of that when we were supposed to go, you know what I mean? Um so I'm hoping that the Americans don't lose trust and interest in me before we can go again <laughs> um, I'm sure they'll still love it like 20, yeah. 2021 fingers crossed 2022 probably mm, you know mm, I'm sure you'll yeah. make it happen and um, yeah we've not started talking about it again yet because no yeah, knows, well, nothing's but, um, certain at the moment yeah but hopefully yeah maybe maybe next year hopefully for reference we're recording early Feb so everything's mm. still up in the air yeah. um, if I could take it back to so Eternal Slowdown first album release Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned pretty much all the production was just you. If you could speak to like you at the time before you even started making the album, um, where you were just picking up experience from doing singles, um, mm-hmm. what advice would you give to yourself from a production standpoint? Ooh, um, probably just to like, it's so hard because everyone you know, there's no real like rules to it, I guess, you know, yeah. if it, if it sounds good, then everyone's it, different as well. Yeah. So like, I, I'm still not very good at making, I don't think that the, the eternal slowdown stuff like sounds that good. Like if you listen to the, like before it was mixed and everything, you know, it sounds like a bad bedroom recording basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, good job. Yeah, there's just, a market for that though. Like, you know, Rex Orange well, County, yeah. early stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, just just to probably watch some more YouTube videos, um, on like you know, there's there's like a mad amount of like educational stuff on mixing on YouTube and stuff, which I've watched since I was doing that kind of thing, just to make my like demos sound better and everything. Um, but yeah, I was doing a lot of like experimenting at the time, just with like random plugins on Logic and stuff. Um, Logic is like the the program that I use to record uh, yeah. music, um, and yeah, just sort of just sort of messing about. Um, and I, I don't know if I would change that really because I d- I didn't really know enough about production to sort of get stuck in any boxes or anything, you know. Mm. Um, so I was just sort of going on what sounded good. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe tell myself to just like trust the instinct of how it sounds and stuff you know um yeah I don't know I I don't know if I'd really change it to be fair I guess if you did you'd probably end up making a completely different sound you know like exactly yeah it's all about just working what you've got um Mm. do you think that like you mentioned with with having uh kind of putting yourself in a production box hmm do you think that there's there's such a thing as being like too knowledgeable with it and all of a sudden, you know, you feel like, I don't know, like in, in a way it kind of, it, like it puts you in a box, it corners you in by not being, thinking that you can't do things and then therefore you don't experiment with stuff. 
I think so, yeah. You've definitely got to be open-minded. Like, I think there's always, yeah. like, a... There will always be a bit of a um, a weird relationship between, like, sound technicians and musicians, you know? Mm. Where, say, if a sound technician has studied... They've got really into this one thing, you know, a, like, way of recording something or mixing or whatever. Then that obviously limits them in, like, what they're able to do on, like, a broader scale. Yeah, I, th- I think you can definitely get too like locked into like thinking, okay, this is the this is the way to do it. This is the way to do it. You know, I think because I didn't really know what I was doing, I was just making stuff sound good to my own ears, and I think that was probably well, it's a it's a double edged sword, I guess. Like, I probably had more fun making it because like I've I've known people that are so obsessed with getting something to sound right that they'll never actually release a song because they're like too focused on like perfecting how it sounds or something you know yeah well i relate to that but yeah i think you can you can just want to do stuff too much you know definitely yeah um you can get involved in like all mad frequencies and eqs and compression and all this kind of thing but i think at the end of the day like if the song is good then people are going to relate to the song more than like like i don't know if, if if you're not someone that makes music then you don't notice how something's made as much. Do you know what I mean? Like it matters like about the song more than the production, I guess. Yeah. Like who cares if a producer listens to it and goes, Oh, if you compression or that EQ's too bass heavy, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. only matters about the song itself. Like I think as well that some of the biggest people like, like Bob Dylan and those sorts of artists spring to mind in terms of like not the greatest production or one mic setup mm. and mm. virtually no compression and a simple EQ. And, the idea of the song matters more than the song itself. 100%, yeah, definitely. And, like, the message or the lyrics or the melodies and stuff, you know, that's that's going to last a lot longer in people's minds than, like, mm. what what kick drum sound you used or, you know, like, yeah, like how you EQ'd something or... No, no one really cares unless you, like, are a music maker or whatever. Yeah, true. Um, so I guess it's, it's just all personal preference for the person who's making the music, really. Keep it easy. Keep it informal. Yeah, I think you've just got to let the song go at some point. Like you, like you can spend so long mixing something or whatever. And, but if you if you think the song is actually good, then there's not actually that much need to like like break you back over how it sounds. You know. Yeah, it's got to be a good song as well to start off with. Maybe that's a good indicator of something that you're working on that you you deep down you're not happy with the concept itself. Like if you spend ages on it and you never mm. release it and there's mm. loads involved in production mm. maybe subconsciously you just think it's not that great of a song like you don't like a lyric maybe. or you don't like maybe. the way that you've recorded some drums or some guitar yeah. you know yeah i think so maybe like for some people um but you know i've I, i've known people with like really good songs who just spend too much time on the or so much time on the production that they forget that it's actually a good tune and they like just get obsessed with it and then maybe because they can't get it right they don't put it out or uh, or by the time that they gig it they're sick of it you know? yeah yeah you get like really sick of something and then you end up leaving it because you're like oh i can't i can't get this right or whatever but what's it got, like having got to a banger. gig like the the same songs over and over again do you find that you're you as yourself like you ever get sick of songs or is that never something that even crosses your mind uh not really to be fair like sometimes if you do like a bit of a stretch of gigs you know you can maybe get a bit bored of like the slow ones or something like 
we we did a we used to do a cover of uh this song called the makings of you by curtis mayfield mm-hmm. and we did this like really slow like sort of trying to be sexy version of it um and we ended up like we did we did that at like our first maybe like 15 gigs like i don't know i can't really remember now but and after a while we were like okay let's drop this song now because you know it got a bit tiring to play maybe but that that i i i, I like playing my own songs you know if people are there sort of enjoying it mm. then that never gets boring really so that's all that matters at the end of the day yeah so i think for my own stuff if people want to hear it then obviously you play it and if it's a good reception and stuff, then you want to play it at the next show and all that yeah. kind of thing. So. And, it, and it keeps on rolling over. Yeah, definitely. We've uh, for sure hit halfway, so we're going to take a really, really quick break and we'll be back with Mr. Brad Stank. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening to the All Youth Podcast. If you want to support the show and help other people like yourself find it, then you can give us a rating on iTunes or follow the show on Spotify. Also, we have Instagram. You can find teasers before the show drops over there, as well as announcements of future guests. So make sure you're following us at All Youth Podcast. I like the concept. I thought it was cool. Music that you like, good music. Boom! We're back with Brad Stank. We took a short little break. Brad went to go to the Cafe Nero's that's in his house, in his kitchen downstairs <laughs> to <laughs> to make a, an expert coffee. How's the coffee? It's good, yeah. I went for iced today. Ooh, okay, okay. You feeling a little bit too warm today on the overcast? Yeah, I British just drank, you know, like too much, too much hot coffee. My mouth's feeling all furry, so. Burning your but, mouth is up there with like one of the worst things ever. Super annoying. Because then it just, like, it's on you for the rest of the day. There's something mm. about burning your mouth that's, Especially a ball lake. Anyway, yeah, sure. are you are you much of a of a coffee connoisseur then? Well, I think I'm a wannabe. Ah, um, okay. But uh, one day then. Yeah, I I do love it. I'm definitely addicted to it, and uh, I just got like a around New Year's. I think I got like an AeroPress. If you know that. Oh AeroPress. yeah, yeah, very nice. Um, so that's the yeah, just me and the AeroPress are connected by the spiritually brain. no yeah. yeah yeah so um yeah i love coffee uh drink way too much of it so yeah i'd love to like be like a super big coffee nerd one day i think like know everything like the be the yeah. guys that talk about beans you know mm. they know their shit you know mm. they start talking about where beans are from the climate the altitude yeah insane i love it it's weird that people get that into things do you ever think like because I know, I know, I probably speak for both of us where we're we're into plenty of different things, mm. but it's almost almost fascinating to see people that are just into one thing. You know, yeah, like guys like, that are, guys that just cycle and cycling's their thing. Like proper ex- experts on something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you mean. It is like a bit scary. Or like they're they're, they're gamers, and that's what they do. They just game. Yeah, yeah. It. I mean, it's kind of cool. It shows you how much potential there is in everybody. Yeah, for, true. for doing like random stuff, you know, like whatever you want to get super into, you can be mm. like a master of something if you put the time in. You know, I guess that's promoted these days, though. Like with work, like 
especially I'm sure you're the same like at school they'd always be like you need to kind of pick something as a career mm. and that's mm. your career for life mm. whereas before you know I mean ages ago we were like running around naked picking berries mm-hmm. and then we started being like you know I'll, I'll catch fish in the day sell that at the market and in the evening I'll make rugs for people yeah. you know like people people didn't have careers they just had jobs whereas mm. now you you kind of pick one thing and you got to stick with it. That's your thing. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. That's weird. I kind of, I, I want to get into like uh, spinning pottery at some point, I think. Oh, yeah. I've seen that on Instagram. A couple a couple people were like. Yeah, but then you see people that do it for like table. 12 hours a day and they're amazing at it. And it's like, oh, maybe I should just focus on what I'm supposed to be doing, which is music. My question <laughs> is not. how good can a pot get though? If you're spending 12 hours, how good is that pot going to be as opposed to the 10th hour into that pot? Mm. You know? I mean, that's how I see music. How how good's a song going to be after like 30 minutes of trying to write? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> after a while, like the, the exponential growth doesn't continue. Yeah, I get what you yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I wonder but, if I wonder what the barrier for entry is like for pottery. You know, you got to buy a, buy a table, buy yeah, some of that gotta, glump. That, that eventually makes a pot. What's it called? Clay. <laughs> <laughs> that's awful. I'm so sorry. I yeah, clay. You're yeah, right. That's what that is. What it's called? It's clay. Yeah, yeah. It is just clay. Wet, wet clay. I think. It's clay plus water. That is yeah. all it is. I, yeah. I think that's it, right? Do you, oh no, because you have to fire the pots. Mm-hmm. You can't just leave them. They don't just turn like, into pots. You got to gotta paint it. You got glaze it. You got to have one of those rods or... where, like, you put it in and you like mm-hmm. rotate it and shit. Mm. Yeah, I think paint if it. I'm gonna get into something else, like deeply, I think that would be what I get into. To be fair, pottery. Yeah, mm. it just seems very like soothing thing to do. Yeah. It's on brand as well. I could see, like, you know, the photo you used for the album cover for Kinky Om. Mm. I could see with the pottery table, you know, yeah. cross-legged, you got a guitar on one side, pottery table yeah. on the other. Maybe that, that could be the next album cover, to be fair. A little pottery vibe. Yeah, me do it like spinning some clay. It's very central. With very the, central. With the lady yeah. in the back somewhere. That might that might get banned off of Spotify. I don't know how much you're allowed <laughs> on Spotify album covers. Yeah, oh, I, might, I might actually do that. No, I don't know. We'll do see. it, yeah. Next music video idea as well. That mm. kind of reminds me of... Um, have you heard of a band called Death Grips? Yeah, yeah. They have one of their album covers uh, is a uh, phallocentric. It is a penis. Oh, is it? It is. Oh, oh, I think I've seen that actually. Yeah. Yeah, it gets blurred out on like streaming platforms. Yeah, stuff. yeah. I've seen that. I've seen the the non censored version. I think. Underwhelming. Uh, it is just a penis. Yeah, I mean, it's a brave move. It is. Do yeah. we know whose penis it is? Um, I think it was one of the band members. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure to be honest. I think it's. I think it's there because uh, there's two guys. There's one that's like the vocal and one that does like the I mean, it's, drums it's, and the synth. Maybe it's a legendary shout. I don't know, but maybe it's a random person. They just take. I'm not. It, take I'm it not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I think we'll we'll meet halfway and go the pottery route. Central pottery vibes. Yeah, love yeah, it. Am I? Am I going to get? I better get some commission from this mm, then, because you know, mm. as the originator of the idea. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you, you can have, I'll give you a credit on the back. A credit? <laughs> you know what? I'll take a credit. I'll take a credit on the Brad Stank album. That is, I'm more than happy with a credit. Yeah, man. Um, speaking of music videos, mm. did you like my transition there? Extremely smooth. 
Sorry, sorry. Extremely tweeted. Speaking of music videos, you've done them. Mm. You've you've got them. Um, yeah. Have you got any music video anecdotes? What have been some of your favorite music videos to do? What's mm. it like to to work on your own music video as well? Do you take like a directorial vision, or are you do you let the let the people do what they're gonna do? Well, the first video that I put out was for my song OTD. Yes, um, which was sort of my idea, and then I got like quite a few of my well, four or five of my mates, I think, in like my friend's house, and we we shot the whole thing in there but we we it was like very DIY we were using like we had like a nice camera uh then we were using like iPhone lights and stuff with like uh colored film over it you know like um, mm-hmm. you probably know what it's called like the gel stuff or whatever that's you know that it's just called a gel yeah so we were using those over like iPhone lights and stuff and sort of moving the lights around and yeah, uh, we just did it that way. So that was that was all like I think I edited that as well. Did I? I think, yeah. So that was all like, you know, very handmade sort of vibe. Yeah. Um, but then after that, every video I've done since that has been done with my flatmate Corey, who's in the next room, who you could hear talking before. Shout out to Corey. Shout out to Corey. Um, so yeah, he did the "Condemned to Be Freaky" video water in the garden and she was a tease um and that num- that stuff normally just involves me and him having a chat of like what we want it to be uh i remember the condemned to be freaky video the first one uh i just i found this old video of i forget the song now but it's this old like 60s french video where there's sort of four women on this rooftop just like dancing and stuff mm. um and i was just like let's just rip this off uh, so yeah we used that and then he did his his like he put his stamp on it kind of thing uh, and then yeah the water in the garden video was kind of easy to do because it's just about water in the garden so uh, we found this place in the Wirral which is near Liverpool kind of um, this like big sort of botanical garden thing yeah um and had like the girls in like little flowery outfits and stuff and everyone dressed up as a flower and uh yeah i think w- once you've got like the basic idea for something it's sort of me and cory n- usually just sort of stem from that you know uh and chat about it and then he sort of directs everything on the day uh yeah the, the water in the garden one was really fun actually it was like the hottest day of the year uh <laughs> it was like 32 degrees or something Jesus uh, and we were all just absolutely fucked afterwards it was like I think we all had sunstroke um, that was really fun to film um, yeah I like doing a music video I, 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 I don't really watch that many music videos though mm. so I don't really know like I, it's a weird one with music videos I, I always just like something that just sort of accompanies the tune you know like I've sort of spoken to like directors and stuff in the past who have been like, oh, I've got this, I've got this treatment for your song and stuff. And it's all this mad, crazy stuff, like storylines and everything. And I'm just always like, oh, I just want, I just want something like visually nice to go with the song, you know? Yeah. No, I relate to that. I think when you watch like, like The weekend 
music videos and like big big pop artists mm. and there's like multiple different storylines going on and they're all, they're yeah, awful man. every single time yeah like it's like, the mad, like short films or something guy chasing the girl through a dance floor jls style yeah you know that's yeah, what I, I, to be fair i think doing that kind of thing would be fun at some point i think maybe but you know i, I like it when you get like especially in that old sort of like noughties videos as well sort of like the hip-hop videos and stuff where the song cuts like halfway through and uh they're like chatting or whatever you know there's like a piece of the i don't know i don't know what it is i always thought that was to avoid um because obviously back then people were just putting it on uh what was that website called it was like pre-streaming napster like to avoid getting ripped off on napster they'd always like break the song up in the middle Uh, or have like a really long interlude where it's like Mm. And it was always so like uncreative as well. Uncreative is that a word? Not very creative. Yeah, they just, just like, like dolly dialogues. out of a radio or some dialogue. Yeah, something like mm. that. And then the radio would start playing the song. I saw this mad one the other day because, well, actually going back to hers, they always used to cover "She's the One" by Robbie Williams on yeah. stage. And me and my friend were uh, just like singing it, playing it the other day. Uh, that Robbie Williams song. And I was like, I kind of want to do a, like a proper cover of it on my computer because I was thinking of like, I've been doing a few covers recently with like a few friends and stuff um, just for fun. So I was going to do Robbie Williams, She's the One. And so I watched the music video and there's like a mad bit in the middle where it's just a scene with him and his girlfriend like ice skating for like two minutes. Love it. And then it like goes back into the song, <laughs> but yeah, that that makes sense that they were doing it for like to stop people ripping it off streaming and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't think why anyone else would would do. Is that it's weird how that entirely pretty much went away, like the illegal music scene. You know, like Spotify mm. pretty much crushed and Apple Music and SoundCloud pretty much just crushed that entire black market of music yeah for sure films is still going about people still pirate films Mm, mm. you know especially if you're a broke uni student um not me of course because that's the industry i want to go into so i'd never do that yeah no i never i've never pirated anything no ever (laughs) especially not software no software is far too hard to pirate and Mm. uh it's uh reasonably priced as well you know of course i'll of course photoshop i'll pay two grand for your mm-hmm. software if Adobe's yeah, actually, listening to this gonna get a sponsorship that'd be great <laughs> yeah Adobe have you got me on Instagram uh yeah okay send me a message because I've got a little secret for you you got a little secret for me yeah <laughs> don't, don't make that public I know don't yeah, make that public. bleep that whole like 10 seconds <laughs> yeah yeah it's just a 10 second e- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um but yeah exactly yeah I, I actually ended up paying for logic at like a couple of years ago yeah um because i thought you know i wanted the updates and stuff and so I, it's not too expensive i guess but you, know. you got that big spotify money now huh buying well, buying logic yeah. that's a splash out some people buy rolls royces i know Brad's I out here buying logic 200 quid for logic yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still just using all the logic plugins and stuff yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. Because of course you can. I guess. I guess plugins and stuff are a pretty worthy investment as well. And like you can buy them from your For favorite sure, yeah. artists and that sort of thing. Pay the artists. Absolutely. Don't stop paying. You know, Apple and and pay the artists if you're yeah. listening and you're yeah, deliberating sure. over which to get. Um, have you got any favorite plugins? Um, to be honest, no. Like 
like I said, I do just use a lot of the Logic ones, to be fair. Mm. I got the free, like, there's like the Isotope vinyl one, which is nice to play with when you're like, it just adds like a vinyl sort of like warble to whatever you're playing. Mm. Um, and that's nice to have fun with. Um, but no, yeah, I just, it's just, for me, it's just a lot of EQing and stuff when I'm recording. And like, I use some of the guitar pedals on Logic as well, like the Whammy, um, like the the wah thing as well. Yeah, um, I mean you're the you're the king of distorted guitar as well. Like that's yeah for the, those getting those vibes. I, speaking of guitar, actually, because you were drumming for so long, when did guitar come in? Because you you seem quite like a a proficient guitarist, you know. Well, I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, I started playing guitar when I was like thirteen, I think. But I, I was playing drums a bit earlier than that. Yeah. And I always loved drumming, but once I like started writing some songs when I was like 15 or something, then it was just sort of a lot of guitar, you know. Doesn't uh, sound so good when it's just vocals and drums. Exactly, yeah. You can't really write a song on the drums. Um, but I, I do love playing drums. I, and I played drums for ages, yeah. Uh, especially like in uni, I was playing drums for a couple of people and then Trudy as well. Mm. Uh, and through college, I was mainly playing drums in bands and stuff drums is like a funny one like conceptually because you can't sustain notes it's the only instrument where you just can't sustain a note <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i do love playing the drums though. i think especially playing in the band trudy yeah really taught me how to and like taught me how to play and appreciate like playing drums musically uh you know like because a, a lot of drummers just want to like play the fucking drums like as crazy as they can or whatever it was nice to learn to like play drums for the song rather than yeah to like be a drummer you know and that's why Ringo Starr is the best drummer of all time Under, understated ah oh, he's so underrated man it's crazy yeah no I feel that I, I I have a drumming background as well Drum drums was the first instrument that I like actually got to know properly and didn't like dish after a few years mm. and um I started playing a similar time as you as well so I guess I'm entering the uni years that you were talking about. So, mm, mm. Um, but yeah, drums is a great instrument. I think it's an interesting one to transition from, <clears throat> from drums over something more rhythmic, like guitar or melodic mm. as well, over to mm. guitar. Cause I think you get a really good sense of rhythm, like strumming patterns and that sort of thing always come pretty easily because I feel like Definitely. when you have that percussive background, you're used to using your hands, you're used to using your feet. It's a full, yeah. full body instrument drums. You know, it's like yeah. every single limb you use. Yeah. It's primal. It's, yeah, yeah, it's primal. Well, I, I guess that's where we get the reputation as drummers. Mm, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I agree though. Yeah, I I was always more of a rhythm guitar, you know, like I I definitely spend more, a lot more time playing chords than I ever spent sort of um, learning how to be a good like, or like shred a six solo or something, you know. Yeah. Um, although, I mean, that's rhythmic as well, obviously, but. Yeah, definitely more like sort of rhythm guitar stuff. I love getting into all the bossa nova stuff as well. Mm. That sort of strange guitar rhythms and stuff. Um, yeah, it's really cool. And I, I've been listening to a lot of Prince recently and he uses the guitar like so rhythmically that it's just like, he's just so good. Like, On a different a little, level. Like, yeah, just a little offbeats and like, I don't know. I guess that's in a lot of like sort of funky or like soul music and stuff as well, but. Um, yeah Prince is just like 
insane with that stuff. How he like entwines the drums with the guitars and the bass and stuff, you know, and it becomes this like mad rhythmical melting pot or something, you know. It's mm. really cool. I have to say I haven't I haven't listened to a lot of Prince. I remember going to um Rock Cafe in London and they had his staff behind where we were eating and I always thought that's mm. that's pretty gangster to have a staff. Yeah. You know, didn't, I didn't even know that he had a staff, to be honest. But. Yeah, it's like his glittery, it has like a skull or something on top. I can't remember it very well, mm. it was a while ago. But yeah, they had it had it up in the Rock Cafe in one of their many cabinets. Um, yeah. Got a question for you. Go on. We're trying to work it out. OTD stands for what? Ah. Uh, Is it a secret? It's a secret. It's a oh, secret. no. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never told anybody. So I can't even know off of air. This is this is horrible. No, I, I've actually never, never going to come out. I've never told any of my friends or anything though. It's mad because it's the reason I'm not told anyone is because it's really stupid. Oh, okay. So you worried like if you sell them, they'll just be like, oh. Well, it's just it doesn't mean any, it won't mean anything to anybody. Yeah. Um, and it was just like a little because, like I said, I, I made that song for uh, the girl that I was seeing at the time, mm. and it was like a little in joke between me and her. That's yeah. nice though. Yeah, I guess I guess that's one to keep to yourself. Yeah, so it's just this stupid. It's like it's re- like I, if I told you, you would be like, "Why? Like what? Like, <laughs> it, would, it would ruin the whole thing." I think. Yeah. You you, so. could, you shouldn't have said that though. You shouldn't be like, "Oh, it's just a dead deep meaning." Like it's hidden in the lyrics. <laughs> it's really you know, not. if you figure it out and use like a cheat code, you know, use the enigma <laughs> code to like break it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's no. I'm sorry. It's it's really bad. So, yeah. Only timed destinations. That's that's what it is. You just messaged me that. So mm. now mm. the public knows. Yeah, it's if out. You wanna, if that's what you, yeah. Only time yeah. destinations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's up for out there for interpretation. Whatever it is, you you, you that that's what it is for you. Yeah, Maybe. exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's, I think it's kind of nice for me to have something that's like no one will ever know as well. Yeah, as an artist. Yeah, I just decided because I was like, oh, I put it on SoundCloud or whatever and then started like getting some traction and stuff. And I was like, oh, Mm. I can't ever tell anyone what that means because it's too stupid. So yeah, I just decided to like never actually tell anybody. Love it. Is there anything else like that within like your lyrics or within song titles that you just, it's a secret, you can never know? Um... Not, not really. No, I don't. I'm not too secretive with that kind of thing, in general. I don't think. Just the one. Uh, maybe some that. more in the future. Some more yeah, acronyms maybe, maybe. or initialisms and things like that. Get into some mad like uh, code in the music and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Do a Mac Miller and make like two albums into a musical circle. Have you seen that? Oh no! What did he do? He made. Um... God, I'm going to show up my Mac Miller knowledge now. I'm going to have to search it in Spotify. So he made Circles was his most recent album. And then before that, he had an album called on Spotify, an extremely laggy platform. So he had Circles. And then before that, it was Swimming. And so it's Swimming in Circles. And the final song in Swimming, I think this is how it goes. The final song in Swimming kind of loops into the first song or the last song in Circles. And the last song in Circles kind of leaps in as well. It's, ah, Interesting. So, and then obviously he very, very sadly passed away. So it's kind of a, a nice thing. Yeah. It's a nice thing to, 
have as because Circles was a post mortem release as well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah, I would I'd love to do something like that, but that's the kind of shit you got to plan for like well in advance. You got to plan it before you die. You know, well, got to yeah. be. And and like, someone's got to know, otherwise you'll die with it, and it'll never be made. Yeah, yeah. Although saying like that's really clever and that would take ages to do is exactly what someone who already has made a musical circle would say. <laughs> so how do yeah. we know? You know, I've definitely not made a. I've not done that yet. Maybe next time though. Yeah, maybe next, maybe time. next time. Look out for musical circles. This is an exclusive as mm. well. All youth podcast mm. exclusive <laughs> circles. You're getting all the exclusives out of me today. I know. Well, I tried with OTD. I'm yeah. maybe not I've got the I've got the Adobe Adobe hack oh yeah out yeah. of you that won't be public though although no. otherwise you know no no lawsuits inbound you might already know about it as well I don't know but I might we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll have see. to have to see off of there we don't want to get any any smoke um so I was having a look on SoundCloud and um the genre which SoundCloud has labeled you I don't know if you're aware is sexistential pop mm. well that that's my thing I kind of oh did you coin it yeah, I kind of coined it. Yeah, yeah. It's just something like I've spoke about this with a, with a f- on a few interviews and stuff. Like maybe yeah. Sometimes you'll get asked like what I'll get asked like what genre would you say you are or whatever. Yeah. So then it's like well, that was kind of the point of like giving it my own genre, you know. So because that you can then, do anything. Well, yeah, because then anything that you do for sort of falls under that umbrella, you know. Mm. Um, and like I guess Mac DeMarco sort of did the same thing he used to call his stuff jizz jazz back in the day <laughs> uh, and then that was just like his style you know and then you've got all these like you start getting kids making like jizz jazz music and stuff it's like you can't it's cool that it like influenced stuff but it's also like that's his thing you know? that is the thing although I guess I guess he eventually changed up with uh, Here Comes the Cowboy country vibes and that sort of yeah. thing and then his collaboration recently with do you know an artist called Benny Sings yes I heard the song yeah it's like Moving Man or something yes great yeah. song great song yeah. yeah Max all over the collabs at the minute he is a good good for publicity you you seem to not for do sure. too, too many collabs is there are you gonna are you planning any or is there a reason for not doing collabs or well I guess the only few I've done a couple of like rap songs with couple of guys where obviously on eternal slowdown got but magic with mc nelson he's from liverpool yeah and then kinky arm has breathing like a baby with raishon jones who's from philadelphia mm. um so i always enjoy doing that kind of thing where sometimes i'll be making a, a beat or like some music and i'm like oh, i don't really know what to do with this but it'd sound great with someone rapping on it you know hand it off to, to so someone. So yeah, just like sort of, I mean, yeah, I, I knew Nelson a little bit in from Liverpool and uh, and then Raishan, we've like followed each other on Instagram for like a couple of years now, I think. So, um, so yeah, that kind of collab is always nice. Uh, someone brings their own like fresh thing to your beat, you know. Um, and then I've done, I done a few more on Kinky Om, um, but it, it it was hard, like because obviously with the Rona and everything, like it's always mostly been done online. Uh, yeah. So had Galgo playing saxophone on Kinky Arm. Had my friend Joe. She played piano on 
sat on the moon and then I had my friend Katie from uni she did some like choiry vocals on the song Kinky On and Lydia Kitto did some vocals on Kinky On as well so there is a there is I was wrong there is like a fair bit of collaboration yeah but going I, I guess never like yeah I've never done anything that's like Brad Stank and yeah you know like the Matt DeMarco Benny Sings thing yeah, yeah so yeah. you you are kind of right as well but uh yeah, I'm I'm doing a song with um this guy Barney Dwyer and this girl Freak Slug. Mm. They're doing a little collaborative EP. Don't know if I'm meant to be saying this right now or not. Um but probably singing, by the time it's released anyway it'll be okay. Yeah. Uh doing a song with them, they're doing like a joint EP. Um and then I'm trying to like I'm trying to do some more collabs with the on the covers maybe. Mm. And uh on the next album that i'm gonna make gonna try and get some people playing on that as well so it's definitely something i want to try more um but it'd be nice to do it with like real people in real life you know at some point me and uh my friend liam pizza girl he was at my house the other day and we made a song um and that was fun so yeah i'm, I'm gonna try and branch out a little bit into doing more collaborative stuff i think uh yeah it can get a little bit stale kind of doing everything on your own all the time. I mean, I look look forward to hearing the stuff. Look forward to hearing it. Are there any uh, mm. upcoming tracks um, or any any music planned, any dates being thrown around that we can look forward to? Um, oh, I don't know, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm doing a new album this year, um, but not exactly sure when yet. Uh, cool. So, I mean, maybe we're we're thinking maybe September, October, um, but it's yet to be recorded or anything yet. So, kind of see how that goes first. Stay tuned for twenty twenty one then. Mm, mm. Another year, another album. Yeah, man. We're pretty much on a roll. I mean, apart from twenty nineteen, it's it's on a roll. Do you do yeah. you see yourself doing that sort of thing? Like every year, you work on a new new album. I think so. I, I mean especially with all the lockdown stuff you know it's there's not much else to do apart from work on music so yeah um i had a good chunk of time off last year after kinky om came out and then started writing a bit more sort of like november last year but then it's all it's changing a lot all the time as well so gotta sort of figure out which direction it's going in and all that kind of thing you know and yeah but uh, yeah making music all the time anyway so kind of no need not to put an album out really you know um, it would be nice at some point to have like a full year off like never not even touch my guitar or something you know then when you get back to it you got all that stored up energy to to spend on it yeah i mean we look i'm looking forward to the to the album release i'm sure it will be fantastic Thanks, um Hopefully. where can people find you they can find me absolutely everywhere absolutely everywhere youtube YouTube, boom. Twitter. Twitter. Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. Facebook. That one as well. WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Numbers Tele- in the description. Telegram. Telegram. Carrier pigeon. Uh, Owl. Snapchat. Snapchat, yeah. Uh, MySpace. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Bumble. Uh, Bumble, Tinder and Hinge. And Hinge, yeah. Oh no, I deleted my Tinder actually. Man, you're gonna, not not grinding. I mean, to not be yet. fair, lockdown, lockdown. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
that's the reason, yeah. Public health concern, <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> um so yeah, everywhere, man. Everywhere. Just it's Brad Stank everywhere. Uh Bradstank.com. Bradstank eight at gmail.com if you want to email me. Get in contact. With whatever's on your mind. <laughs> you'll get you'll get emails like, Hey, how you doing? Yeah. How's I'll reply. I reply to all the emails. That is very nice. It's very considerate. <laughs> um yeah, we'll we'll link all your stuff in the description. You can find oh, and obviously on Spotify, SoundCloud, Spotify, yeah, uh, all those as well. Listen all to the, the music, music things. Listen, yeah, listen to the music. music. I forgot about the music. Though, forgot, for forgot. I'm a musician. Then listen yeah. to the music. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. link to the description. You find Brad's website or the social media shit. You know where to find him. Uh, I will leak his number in the description as well. So if you want to blow up his phone, if you want to hack it. his phone, call his family. Um, that is fine. You can go ahead and do that. Um, family is off limits but you can call me if you want I'm so bored <laughs> there's nothing going on yeah okay um, alright let's let's wrap it up um, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on Brad it's been a mm. pleasure pleasure to chat on you chat on you chat with you on the All Ooh. podcast I'm not chatting on you <laughs> um, right thanks for having me man it's been nice I've really enjoyed it you know what no, no worries um, keep on streaming my people um, buy Brad shit when Brad goes on tour go and, mm. go and see him go and watch come him come see me I'll come update the links in the, in the description in the show notes as well so if anything's going on if there's a merch line if there's a tour whatever you can find oh, it yeah. all down there go check it out and I'll see you in the next episode ciao ciao how am I still like this no mate no side chick still look here if I'm wearing a hibis That was it. That was the show. Thank you so much for listening. Like I mentioned before, we are on Apple Podcasts, so you can give us a rating over there. That really, really does help the show. Helps other people like yourself find it. If you'd like to write to the show, then please do. It's allyouthpodcast at gmail.com. That's A-L-L-Y-O-U-T-H-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at G-M-A-I-L.com. Our show music is supplied by both Archie and Mr. Harvey Graham. You can find their links in the show notes. As always, my name is Luther, your host. You can find me on Instagram at LutherMEB, L-U-T-H-E-R-M-E-B. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the All Youth Podcast. Cheers, have a good day, and I'll see you next time.